It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? Welcome back. As always, it's your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendas. I'm a fantasy analyst at Pro Football Focus and your host here at the Locked On Rams Podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Just before we dive into this episode, I wanted to remind you guys that NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to another episode here at the Locked On Rams Pod. This is going to be your Tuesday episode, and I appreciate you guys for coming back to me here. Today's episode is going to be a juicy one, especially for mid-June There was a rumor floating around from Michael Lombardi, a former NFL GM, that apparently the Rams were in fact shopping wide receiver Robert Woods a few weeks ago while they were trying to go acquire Julio Jones from the Atlanta Falcons, which we did exclusively cover here on many episodes. So we're going to dive into what that all entailed, as well as PFF not ranking the duo of Cooper Cup and Robert Woods inside their top 10 wide receiver duos going into this next season. But we got to begin with the biggest topic here, and that is always going to be this rumor that was floated. And like I mentioned, it was from Michael Lombardi, an NFL insider, a former NFL GM, a guy that's very plugged in with the NFL. We don't know the true legitimacy of this rumor or not, but on his podcast called the GM Shuffle with him and Adnan Verk, He said, and this is a paraphrase, I listened to it, the Rams floated the idea that they would trade Robert Woods to somebody for a third round pick Then they would go back and trade a future first for Julio, which we know that they don't have any firsts until 2024, so they wouldn't be able to offer one prior to that. It would be a 2024 first-round pick. And then he said, I think they kicked that idea around. It was never a firm offer. It was more concepts and ideas. And that is very, very interesting because there's many layers to this idea that the Rams wanted to shop Woods and we know that they were somewhat players in this Julio Jones sweepstakes. How big player or you know, did they actually have an offer or how competitive of an offer? We don't know. We can't know because we don't have that information. But we do know they were somewhat of a player and the odds at some point were shifted for them being co-favorites and things like that. So clearly they were somewhat of a player. Now, The Rams trading Woods just seems so far-fetched to me. I don't know if that's a legitimate 
prospect that they had in their mind or you know whether it was just something that just seems insane because first of all they couldn't outright just trade him right now without a post June 1 designation because the salary cap just wouldn't work when you look at Robert Woods's contract the Rams cannot cut him basically until 2023 maybe 2024 because of the money and then when you talk about just trading him at any time pre-June Again, same thing. They can't really get rid of him this year or I guess prior to the June 1st cutoff this year. 2022, questionable. 2023, it's doable, but still a lot of dead money. When you talk about a trade post-June 1, which is apparently what Michael Lombardi was talking about here, basically the Rams could have done it this year, but it wouldn't have been a tremendous savings and you know there would have been some dead money left over, of course, plenty of dead money actually. And they did just give him a restructured contract not too long ago. I want to say maybe a month and a half, two months ago, prior to free agency, they restructured both Woods and Cooper Cup's contract. So you don't do that if you plan on getting rid of a guy. So I don't know if there was actually any legitimacy to this idea, but to think that they would have been happy to trade Woods to another team for a third round pick or I guess a mid-round pick of some sort and then turn around and trade a first for Julio seems kind of crazy to me because Robert Woods seems like he should be able to fetch you more than a third. We're talking about a guy here who's, you know, 29 years old. He's still got a lot of good football in him, in my opinion, has never really been run into the ground with his workload. So history would suggest that maybe he could last even a little bit longer than a lot of other receivers. And not only that, but his game is very well built to last. It's not reliant on speed or, you know, being superly crazy, overly athletic. It's more of the fine-tuned ability to run routes and have very strong hands and catch the football and continue to break tackles and continue to create yardage after the catch and things like that. So, I mean, we're talking about a guy who's 29 a guy that's not very expensive. I mean, his cap number is very affordable for 2021. 2022 and 2023 is a little bit higher around the 15.7 to 16 million range. But, you know, that might seem expensive now. In two years, is that really going to be expensive for wide receivers? How high is that going to be in terms of wide receiver pay? Probably not that high. So a third round pick, in my opinion, I don't know that I would have liked this deal because I was in favor of the Rams adding Julio Jones but not at the expense of losing somebody else. I think if you were able to create this trio of Julio, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, that would be the best trio in the NFL, in my opinion. And you are in a Super Bowl window right now. So that would suggest that you want to try and keep as many of the players on your roster as you have right now on that roster. And if you can add some outside sources to try and better your chances to win a Super Bowl or compete for a Super Bowl, then it made sense to me. But if you're talking about you know, addition by subtraction now, and you're getting rid of Robert Woods, you're bringing in Julio Jones, he's still an improvement, but how much of an improvement is he really? And then when you factor in the idea that once again, you're selling out even further by losing more draft picks and Julio may want a new contract in 12 months time. Now you're really digging yourself into a deep hole. And for what? Are you really improving that much? Or is it just a marginal improvement this season? And ultimately, if you don't get that ring this season, how bad of an idea would that have been? Because now you're really in trouble in the future. You don't have first round picks for a long time. You're going to be even in worse salary cap shape with Julio. He's also an aging player. I mean, we're talking about a guy who only has maybe two or three or four years left. So very weird situation. I'm very, very surprised that the Rams were apparently shopping Robert Woods. I don't know the legitimacy of this report, like I mentioned, but I want to dive into why I don't think the Rams probably were shopping Woods in the next segment. And then we're going to dive into 
the final segment, which will include PFF passing up on Cup and Woods as one of the top 10 wide receiver duos going into 2021. And while we've got you, come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find me at QB's MEP and the page at Lockdown Rams. Folks, are you having any car troubles? Do you ever go outside to find your car tires flat or your car won't even start? Well, you should absolutely check out rockauto.com for your service needs. They are a family-owned business, and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. That's correct, two decades. We know there's no better time than right now to try and support family-owned businesses with this strange COVID stuff going on in our world. So if you can, I urge you to try and do that. If you're a person who likes to fix things yourself or a professional and you're looking for reliably low prices, you should check out Rock Auto. All you have to do is just go to their website and check out all their available parts. It's a never-ending list, and if your car needs it, they've probably got it. Amazing selections, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us so they know that we sent you. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Welcome back to the second segment of this Tuesday episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. And I did mention what we're going to cover in this segment right before the break. And I wanted to dive into why I think Robert Woods was a much bigger asset to the Rams than probably any of us could ever know or indicate because we're not in that building. So we don't really know you know, the human aspect of things when it comes to football players, right? This is a win-loss production business at the end of the day. We do understand that if you're not putting up the numbers that's required out of you, if the team is not winning, whatever the case is, somebody's job is going to be on the line. But we're talking about a guy who is very productive in Robert Woods, a guy who is a 1A, 1B wide receiver for the Rams, a very, very good player that joined the Rams in 2017 as a free agent coming out of Buffalo. The Rams paid him What a lot of people thought, and myself included, was a lot of money for a guy who never really proved to be an impact player in the NFL. And as soon as he joined the Rams in 2017, things changed quickly because he instantly became a good player and a very good wide receiver and a very selfless guy. And I think that's probably the biggest surprise for me and one of the biggest reasons here why I just don't know if there's any legitimacy to this rumor because... Yes, Robert Woods is a great player. He puts up big numbers. He's had 1,000-yard seasons for the Rams. You know, he's got multiple thousand yards over the last four or five seasons with the team, made a lot of big catches, a lot of big plays. He's going to be open on third downs. He's going to run great routes. But it's the other things that I think just make him invaluable to this team that makes me really believe that I don't know if the Rams shopped this guy. We're talking about his leadership. This is a guy that is a veteran. He's clearly got a voice in the room and is somebody that is able to be a leader for everyone else around him. You're looking at all the young players in the NFL. Man, look at the NFL right now. How many guys get in trouble for silly things, drinking and driving, or something worse? Robert Woods is a guy that's never been in trouble off the field. We're talking about a leader inside the locker room as well, a guy that does everything the right way. I think that's the kind of guy that the Rams want to keep around. They're trying to build this core, this foundation that they have now in place with guys like Woods, guys like Cooper Cup. Andrew Whitworth, all these very, very solid guys and players that everyone else can look to that they know, you know, this is the example of how to do it. So that's one aspect of it. The next thing is, like I mentioned, a very selfless player. This is a guy that they're motioning inside, you know, next to a tackle or as a fullback. 
and he's taking on blockers. He's taking on linebackers, big guys, guys that are much bigger, stronger, and heavier than he is. We're talking guys that are potentially, you know, anywhere between 50 to 70 pounds heavier than him. He's happily taking these guys on as a blocker, and he's putting a lick on these guys half the time. That is something that is so invaluable to the Rams. Many of the big runs that they've had in the running game over the last few seasons are because of guys like Robert Woods and Cooper Cup being selfless. They don't have a true fullback on the roster, so they need everyone else, all 10 guys outside of that running back, to block, I guess, nine guys because the quarterback's not going to, nine guys to block as best as they can to try and spring these you know, five or seven-yard runs and change them from five or seven or nine-yard runs into 15 or 20 or 35-yard runs. And a lot of that comes from Woods and Cup just being so selfless, being so willing to put their body on the line at the end of the day as pseudo fullbacks and as pseudo lead blockers. It's kind of crazy to think that these guys that are so much lighter than so many linebackers and safeties and defensive linemen are willing to do it, but they are. And so that is another one of the big reasons here that I just don't know why the Rams would want to shop someone like that or that if they even did, because I just can't really see it personally. I feel like you always get a decent idea when the Rams do want to move on from someone, you know, the Brandon Cooks, the Jared Goff, the Aqib Tlaib, the Marcus Peters. We got sort of a feeling prior to the Rams trading them, not saying that we knew for sure, but we got somewhat of a feeling that the Rams were ready to just kind of flip the page and see what came after those guys. And, you know, there was a lot of turmoil prior to trading those guys. Robert Woods, right now in the last month, the last two months, I don't think that there was any indication whatsoever that the Rams were going to try to trade him. And ultimately, you know, if they were going to do this, I think they would have been happily adding Julio to this room in addition to having a Woods there and a Cup there and all the other names that they had there. But I really, really don't think the Rams ever entertained this idea. And when you look back to Peter Schrager's report, he said that the Rams were kind of falling behind in the race because it was likely going to take, you know, this tremendous pick in terms of the assets as well as some key veterans I don't know who that was and I don't know what that means but maybe the Atlanta Falcons wanted one of these wide receivers like Woods coming back in this deal and the Rams arguably said you know we're not willing to trade this guy so this is kind of where the talks end maybe that was the case I don't know for sure I'm not privy to the information unfortunately but one thing I do know for sure is that the Rams value guys a lot more than what they just do on the field And nobody embodies that better than their wide receiver room. Guys like Woods, guys like Cup, so selfless. They're going to do whatever's asked of them. They're going to play as hard with the ball in their hands as well as without the ball in their hands. And that's something that a lot of receivers in this NFL, in this league, are not willing to do. You know, they're half-assing their blocks. They're not running routes properly or not really putting anything into the routes when they know they're not in the read or when they know they're not going to get the football. Woods and Cup are completely opposite to that. The wide receivers have sort of developed this moniker of being known as divas in today's NFL. These guys are nothing like that. And I think Sean McVay really understands the human aspect and the human value of knowing you know, what these guys bring to the table far, far further than just what they bring on the field and their statistics. We're talking, you know, what time do you come into the film room? How willing are you to work in the weight room? How much do you know this playbook? Who are you teaching, you know, further ins and outs of this game? You have Van Jefferson, you have Tutu Atwell now in this room, guys that are young, 
they can look up to people like Woods and Cup. And so I just don't know that this was a legitimate topic or a legitimate rumor. Maybe the Rams wanted to trade somebody else to get some free cap space. There were ways for them to create a cap space to actually take in that Julio contract, like restructuring a Matthew Stafford, or I guess even extending him if they wanted to. But I just don't know that Robert Woods was one of the ideal things that they were legitimately kind of looking at. And that does lead us into our final topic. We're going to dive into PFF ranking the top 10 wide receiver duos going into 2021. And they left off the two guys that I've been talking about this whole episode, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. And we're going to talk about why. And while we've got you, make sure to keep coming back to us here at the Locked on Rams podcast. We're going to try to continue our five episodes strong per week all off season long. The fitness industry is incredibly confusing and oversaturated with BS. I'd like to think that my word holds a little bit of weight as I have lost 155 pounds over the last two and a half years. And throughout that process, I looked for the best protein bar and found a company called the Built Bar. This is by far the best. I'm telling you guys, their taste is incredible. Their texture is unlike any other protein bar. They have many different flavors, so you can really get to choose what you like. The bars are also healthy. They're low in calories, low in sugar, 19 grams of protein per bar, high in fiber, and they even work for you on a keto diet. You even get a free cooler with your purchase while the supplies last. All you have to do is just go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. All you have to do, use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Baseball season is in full swing and you can track all the action at BetOnline. This week has tons of sports action on the go as the NBA and NHL playoffs are officially live. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance right now to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, can the Clippers follow in the Bucks' footsteps? Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment of what feels like this wide receiver special episode today. This whole episode was basically dedicated to wide receivers Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. And this final segment is going to follow along in that trend here. Ironically enough, one of my colleagues over at PFF, Anthony Tresh, ranked the top 10 pass-catching tandems ahead of the 2021 season. And I'll list them quickly, but I mentioned it and I teased it. Robert Woods and Cooper Cup did not make this list. So number one, he has Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. Number two, Julio Jones and A.J. Brown. Number three, Adam Thielen, Justin Jefferson. Number four, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Number five, Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley. Number six, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Number seven, Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry. Number eight, Amari Cooper and C.D. Lamb. Number nine, Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. And number 10, George Kittle and Debo Samuel. And he did have a honorable mentions list who could sneak into the top 10. And the very first two names are Robert Woods and Cooper Cup. But when you look at this list, I think for the most part, it's a pretty fair list. Now, the one or two duos that I think are questionable here, Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts at number nine and George Kittle and Debo Samuel at number 10. I think there is a legitimate you know, idea that you could argue Cup and Woods are better than these two guys. Calvin Ridley, an ascending player, a very good talent, a guy that's probably going to take the next step here this season with no Julio Jones in Atlanta, but he doesn't have 
multiple years worth of you know track record or success and then Kyle Pitts I mean he hasn't even played an NFL down I understand that he's a tremendous prospect a guy that may be the greatest tight end prospect we've ever seen that's how good he is but we don't even know what he is he hasn't played yet so that's a question mark and then you look at number 10 George Kittle one of the best tight ends in football one of the most immovable unstoppable forces in the NFL today one of those four or five players sort of like Aaron Donald where no matter what you do this guy is going to get his. He's that special. So I get that. But Debo Samuel, great player, right? Great player. We're talking about a guy that they manufacture touches for, but Kittle hasn't been able to stay healthy. Debo Samuel, even less healthy. And I don't even think he's ever cracked a thousand yards as a receiver in the NFL. So, you know, we're talking about guys that I understand. Maybe they do deserve their spot. Maybe they don't. But Woods and Cup, for what it feels like a lot of this episode, They're doing the things that nobody really ever thinks of as flashy or that come up on highlights, but I'm looking at our numbers here over at our PFF database, and I don't want to use the word greedy because it almost feels like you're giving a slight to that player, but number one in yards after the catch over the last two years at the wide receiver position, Robert Woods with 1,089. Number two, Cooper Cup, 1,081. Eight yards separates these guys in terms of yardage after the catch over the last two seasons. The next closest is number three, Devontae Adams, with 976. So the gap between Cooper Cup and number three is 100 yards. Woods and Cup, the only two wide receivers in the NFL with over 1,000 yards after the catch over the last two seasons. I think that really just goes to show you how gritty, how determined, and how productive these two players are. They're not going to be on the highlight films. They're not going to be making the Julio Jones, you know, Randy Moss. You got Moss type catches. But what they are going to do is their job. And their job is to get open, create plays, create throwing windows for their quarterback, and then produce after they get the ball in their hands. And that's what they do better than anyone else almost, at least in terms of raw numbers, not in terms of the efficiency. I know they're not the two best tackle breakers in the NFL, but that just lends me to believe here, you know, they have the production, they have the chemistry, they have the numbers, they have really everything, the highlights, the film, everything. And leaving them off the top 10 kind of feels like a slight to some degree. I do get that there's just so many good tight ends and receivers in the league. So I could see how you could leave them off the top 10. But me personally, I think I would probably rank them over George Kittle and Debo Samuel, maybe even over Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts. Calvin Ridley, probably the best receiver out of those guys, but Kyle Pitts, we don't even know what he is yet. George Kittle, the best player out of all of those guys listed, but I think Woods and Cup are both better than Samuel right now, and you know they're in their own tier at least, so I would probably have them ranked above those duos, but at the end of the day, a lot of good receivers, a lot of good tight ends, and why there is a tight end in this list is because Anthony ranked the top 10 pass catching tandems, not just the top 10 receiver duos, which I think I might have said before. So if I did, sorry for the confusion. There were tight ends included as well. But that does pretty much wrap up this episode. Felt weird to talk about the receivers so much, specifically Woods and Cup, but two tremendous players. Apparently, the Rams were ready to shop Woods or did try shopping him, try to go get Julio Jones. I don't know the legitimacy on that rumor. Very interesting anyways, but it's always fascinating to hear about the rumors that somebody is going to shop somebody or, you know, the potential possibilities of something happening in terms of the trade market. I love hearing that stuff. The only issue, we'll never know if it's true or not. I'm sure the Rams are going to deny those rumors if they're ever, you know, brought up to them. And at the same time, Michael Lombardi, a very plugged in guy in the NFL, 
probably fair to give him the benefit of the doubt here. Either way, seems far-fetched, but it is very fun to talk about. And this episode I like because at the end of the day, we're giving due to two very good players. Two of the pieces on the Rams that make a lot of what they're able to do go, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Kudos to both Cooper Cup and Robert Woods for being great guys, great veterans, great leaders, and great players at the end of the day. That does bring us to the end of our episode here. We're going to continue with our episodes here throughout the rest of the week at the Locked On Rams podcast. So continue to come back to me. I appreciate you guys for listening. Make sure to check back. Make sure to come connect with us on Twitter at QB's MVP and at Lockdown Rams. And please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.